respect the tempo. Guys, I'm glad you're here for the business stuff. However, if you're into the fitness, the programming, the science and methodology stuff that, I mean, that's how I got into this industry. I'm a coach by trade. I've just ended up in this business category in the past decade or so. Listen, head on over to Respect the Tempo on Instagram or YouTube. I am documenting how I'm using my own created unique belief in fitness called tempo training to prepare me for the 2023 Chicago Marathon. I've created a strength endurance program that I'm I'm experimenting with. I am literally the one of one experiment and I'm documenting the whole thing. If you're into my style of content and you're also in the programming and fitness and, and a different look at strength endurance training, head on over to that Instagram and YouTube channel, respect the tempo. I would greatly appreciate any commentary and feedback you have as a fitness professional yourself, whatever you're thinking, please share it with me. This is all an experiment and I'm looking forward to your feedback and participation. Guys, let's get on with the podcast. What is up, guys? It is Stu, and it's another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast. Respect the tempo and talking tempo training in a CrossFit gym. So, the gym I train at now, QC Fit, the ownership there is extremely progressive. Uh, I, lo- I, I love these guys, they're great. And they have asked me to put on a, a weekend workshop for their members uh, regarding tempo training the science behind it and how to incorporate it for a CrossFitter. So not tempo training as I've dialed it in for strength endurance with my marathon goal, but tempo training as to how it would benefit a CrossFitter. And um, I'm real excited to go ahead and do this. So I'll be doing this at their gym and we're just for, it's just for the members. It's free for them. I don't think like two to three hours long type of workshop I'm going to put on. And then leading up to it, I'm doing nine weeks of programming for the gym where one, like uh, I'm doing, they're giving me a th- every Thursday for nine weeks, I'm putting together a tempo workout, tempo training workout. And uh, yeah, I, I just sent over the first draft of a handful of the workouts over to the ownership and we're having discussions on it. And if, for any of you guys who've ever wanted to incorporate tempo training into your group class, all you got to do is go look at the the 20 day tempo training challenge that I created with Urban Movement. It is it's on Respect the Tempo's Instagram. It's on Urban Movement's YouTube. It's uh, it's everywhere, guys. It's 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 out there. I've already made tw- uh, ten different workouts over 20 days. Ten different videos walking you through the workouts. All that. Go steal it, use it, enjoy it, have fun. But I wanted to talk how I would recommend a gym utilize the modifiable variable that is tempo. Remember, tempo is just something you change in a workout like you would reps and sets and time domains. And you know why tempo is beneficial in the CrossFit space. Yes, if you're a CrossFit gym and CrossFit is your pursuit slash sport, all right, I'm putting that in there. Like you want your people to train for the open and all this stuff, which is fine. You have to realize they have to be able to move quickly. Well, you would probably also fully agree that you need them moving well, slow before they move well quickly. Makes sense, right? So the way I recommend doing it, and kind of one of the you know a kind of the approach I'm taking, I'm doing a little bit different here at QC Fit, where I'll be doing this programming for them, but essentially take things that they enjoy, like workouts that are the iconic ones, maybe the the named workouts in CrossFit's, the Frans and the Cindy's and the Diane's and whatnot, and think about how you would add tempo into those and force them to have a completely different workout experience. Now, 
there's some fucking CrossFit diehard that's like, but Fran's supposed to be a high intensity, fast, all out. You know, I, I get it. I, I understand and it can be. I'm not trying to change Fran. I'm saying just, you know, you would provide a different stimulus using the same movements. So for example, instead of 2159 of thrusters and pull-ups, where the thrusters are done as quick as possible, the pull-ups are all kipping as fast as humanly possible, you would go ahead and you prescribe lower rep scheme, higher time under tension, and I'd keep the load the same. I wouldn't change that prescribed load that they have for the workout of Fran. Fran's at 95 pounds for the guys, 65 for the girls. I think prescribing reps is fu- or loads is fucking dumb. But that's just me personally, right? That's just that's just my personal belief. Plenty of gyms do it. Party on it. Good, good on you, okay? Um, so I would keep the load the same because when you challenge someone to have positional strength, the bottom of the thruster, the overhead of the thruster, returning the barbell back to the shoulder because they're not dropping it from overhead anymore when you're doing tempo training, then I would be thinking specifically about keeping the load there and enforcing them to really, you know, understand and feel what 95 or 65 pounds feels like to actually to move it with your muscles, like without using your, like with positional structural strength versus the momentum of the hips and exploding and throwing the barbell up to where it almost pops out of your fingers and then pulling it back down, violently landing the bottom of the squat. Like instead of using your, this short, the stretch shortening cycle and bouncing in and out of these positions and momentum and bouncing off collarbones and all this other shit, um, force them to develop the positional strength. And what they'll find is they will find weaknesses in their positions. And that gives them great opportunity and insight as to how to improve it. The other thing I would be looking at doing is, that I really like with tempo is exposing unilateral weakness. Uh, whenever I go drop in at a gym or I work out with a bunch of buddies at another CrossFit gym, there's always some cat and he's fucking Tommy Tough Nuts. And he's always just like, you know, you know, he wants to like alpha it up a little and he's showing how, how well he can move a barbell and how heavy he can lift, which is great. I mean, it's, you know, it's impressive. It's awesome. Good on you. Right. But when you take that individual away from the barbell, cause the barbell is the thing that gets their dick hard, right? They're like, Oh man, I lifted that barbell. Look at all those fucking wheels on the side of the barbell. God, I'm fucking strong. Like it gets people going. Well, take that barbell weight, the overall load of the barbell reduce it by maybe even 20% and go in dumbbell form and see if they're still as strong. So for example, uh, I was talking, uh, having some fun talking smack with a buddy and he was doing, um, power clean to overhead. And he was like, push, do you push jerk slash push pressing this weight to get overhead? And it was 135 pounds and he was moving it like butter. It was looking fine. And I said, cool. So it's 135. Let's do this grab a pair of 60s, right? 60 pound dumbbells. So we went from 135 pounds on a barbell to 160 pounds in dumbbells, okay? So less weight, but now he has to prove, and if you guys, I apologize for the audio, it is torrential biblical fucking end of days downpour right now in Charlotte, North Carolina, um, as I'm driving. 
he has to prove now that he is the the single or the unilateral strength in both arms to navigate those dumbbells. And it is. It is much more difficult if you, because you're able to get away with locking out a barbell overhead if you have weakness in the right shoulder, the right tricep, or you have some movement restriction or whatever it is with a barbell, right? Your right side or your left side is able to make up for the weak side, not with dumbbells. It exposes you in a heartbeat. Also, there's a lot of muscles, especially in the rotator cuff and in the scaps that aid in holding dumbbells in the front rack position. Well, the holding of a barbell in the front rack position is far easier than holding the same load in dumbbells or even a slightly less load. And again, if you don't believe me, try it. Like, go, you know, if you can put 225 in the front rack position, good on you. Go ahead and grab a pair of 100-pound dumbbells and put them in the front rack position. Way, way different. I mean, it's one of the things that got me so excited about just switching away from barbell for a couple years and going mainly to dumbbell. I'd spent so many. I'd spent fucking 15-plus years on the barbell, and the dumbbell still kicked my ass. But I went to the barbell because that's what I was strong at. That's what I looked cool doing. And, you know, when I spent six months focusing on the dumbbell, my barbell went up, and I now didn't have that weakness in the dumbbell. And guess what? I look really cool rocking a pair of fucking 80-pound dumbbells, you know, ground to overhead. So it, it's one of those things where when you really think about it and you want to install tempo into a setting where CrossFit is the main thing, well, you want the tempo to improve their CrossFit, not to just like, you're not there to just, you know, embarrass people that they're weak positionally and they don't have strength, you know, with high time under tension. You're there to expose, you know, the, the opportunities to get stronger, right? To create better equilibrium across the body, right? To improve asymmetrical strength. And, and that's what I would be thinking about with tempo. So, like, you know, let's do it all. Let's do, um, so, yeah, so t- uh, for Fran, do it with dumbbells and do a, a shorter rep scheme, like a lower rep scheme um, with high time under tension. I would probably be prescribing, like, uh, six to ten seconds of time under tension on the thruster and probably somewhere in the ballpark of, like, eight to ten seconds on the pull-up. You know, and you put the tempos wherever you want. I mean, typically you're going to put the tempo at, you know, with the chin over the bar, on the eccentric, things like that. And the reason, again, don't do the full rep schemes. Those of you guys who don't play with tempo and you don't understand, uh, you're going to fuck people up. Not injure them, but I mean like absolute high-level doms. Because the eccentric loading you're going to create with tempo, it takes a while for your body to get used to that. Remember, eccentric loading like that is where the majority of the muscular damage is created. Uh, And granted, it's muscular damage that's great for hypertrophy. It's muscular damage that's great for creating this structural and positional strength. But for people that haven't done a lot of tempo, it will make them incredibly sore. The delayed onset muscle soreness when you start messing with tempo and you prescribe too aggressive on the eccentrics at too high a volume, man, it like you're like why why can I walk for two days? And that's not the goal, obviously. So that's why I recommend lower the volume. Don't go twenty one fifteen nine. Go like fifteen twelve nine or something similar. Okay. Same on the pull ups. Same on the pull ups, guys. 
do it like that. Now let's just do one more example. Let's say we're going to do a Diane. Diane is like deadlifts and handstand push-ups. Well, fuck your handstand push-ups. Um, let's get people better. You know, you do a seated Z press and do that with tempo added to it. For the deadlifts, I recommend doing a hand release with a tempo on the eccentric on the way down. So they actually have to show control and they go overhand grip only. No flip grip. Force time under tension in that weak position that is weak for everybody. But I promise you, if their overhand grip strength with a barbell improves, I promise you their overhand, their any grip strength on hanging from a pull-up bar will improve as well. And most of your people probably need, want something that comes on the back end of better grip strength on a pull-up bar or a pair of rings. Okay? So I would recommend something like that. Even, um, I think the variation I'm doing at QC Fit is we're going to do wall walks. I'm very fucking picky on a wall walk. Right, I, when I watch people do them, I just puke in my mouth. But you know, a nice slow, you know, f- you know, uh, five seconds up, five second hold with toes and nose only against the wall, and five seconds down, returning to the bottom of the push-up, and making it so that your toes return to the floor before your chest does. Like people who like just plop at the very end, it's just so pathetic. <laughs> and I, I say pathetic in a nice way. I'm like, it's just like you were, you were working so hard to be so fit and you probably are very fit yet. You just like collapse at the end of movements, like a wall walk and just, just, you know, flop your belly to the floor and just lay there like a dead animal. It just like, again, it's sad considering the high level of fitness you probably possess and the higher, the higher level you could potentially possess if you just put a little time under tension. The last thing I'll say about incorporating tempo training into a CrossFit class is you have got to come correct with the why. If you, let's say you're like me and you're just on this kick where you're over the speed and the competitive, fast as fuck, AMRAP all the time, CrossFit shit. I, uh, I get it. I, re- I can relate to that as, as well as anybody. You have got to, number one, you've got to lead by example. You should be posting videos of your workouts where you're trying out tempo for weeks and weeks and weeks. You should then slowly work it into your programming and maybe some strength pieces and things like that. And then slowly integrate it into your um, your Metcons and whatnot. And, and QC Fit's been doing a great job of that. They've been incorporating tempo and sled work slow and steady. And now I get to come in and, and kind of program uh, nine fun workouts over nine weeks for these guys to kind of expose them and do this workshop. And I'm real pumped about that. So anyway, just sharing a little uh, with you guys what I got going on, um, what's going on in my world with uh, tempo training and kind of taking it beyond just uh, you know my experiment and what I'm doing to complete a three-hour marathon uh, at the Chicago Marathon later this year. But anyway, guys, that's all I got for you. Until I talk to you in the next podcast, have a great fucking day.